Hey, Sasha. Hey, Courtney. Did you know that in a past life, I was a porcelain doll? <laughs> what the fuck? What? Yeah. All those pictures I sent you earlier, those are of me. Oh, God. It's spooky. No. the bright part of being asthmatic and having so many allergies is that I can do a very scary voice on demand you all ver- the time. You can. Welcome back to Spoop Hour, a paranormal comedy podcast hosted by two Halloweenies. I'm Sasha. This one's Courtney. Hello. Howdy. As always, you can find us on the internet at Spoop Hour on Twitter and Instagram, and also spoophour at gmail.com on the emails. Yes, the emails. <laughs> the emails, where you, know. you can send us stories... Tell us about weird things your parents told you to, like, not get you in trouble. Like, don't touch the oven because it'll burn your soul and you'll have a burned soul for the rest of your life or something like that. Or say, bless you after you sneeze because otherwise your soul flies out and saying, bless you, crams it back in like the Simpsons taught us. Something as innocuous as that. Yeah. Or or it can be horrible. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people are like, yeah, if you go too close to puddles and splash about in the muck, you'll get pulled down under and drown or something. I don't know. That's scary. No, I don't know. I just made that <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe your parent told you that. Who knows? Who knows? Who I'm, knows? I'm, my parents aren't responsible for this, but I am very generally scared of murky water. Mm. And so I don't like East Coast beaches, which is a problem because we live on the East Coast. That's where I what? was raised. What? We do? What? 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 Since when? Always. <laughs> well, me almost always. Yeah. You. No. Uh, I, got, I got here. It's you got fine. Here. You got here eventually. It's fine. I realized something today. <laughs> I was thinking, I was like, oh... I've known Courtney and our third roommate since 2004. Yep. It's been 15 goddamn years. <laughs> it's been 15 years. We are. So, so technically, old. I believe our 15th anniversary is going to be sometime this fall. It, it will be this fall, but I was thinking, but, I was like, oh, it's but, 2019. Yeah, we're, it's, we're, we're rapidly approaching our 15th anniversary We're going to round up to 15 yeah. is where we're at. So our fifteenth anniversary will be shortly, uh, like will be shortly after our two year podversary. Yeah, yeah. We lined up our shit very carefully, <laughs> very carefully. <laughs> we were like, we can't podcast until it's almost our friend anniversary. <laughs> anyway, maybe we'll celebrate and go on best forevers and mm. talk about our friendship some more. Our but, fifteen year anniversary. Fifteen years of friendship. What's mm. the fifteen year anniversary? Is that the tin one mm. or silk gold? I don't know. Thanks. We'll Pearl, see. diamonds, rubies. I'm just naming items. Um, Seashells. Until I find the answer. Candy. Crystal. Ah, I was But the gemstone is ruby. (laughs) And the flower is rose. I didn't say roses. a modern gift would be like a watch. Oh. I'm not getting you a watch. The most... Wait. (laughs) Also, you already have a watch, but I'm not getting you one. Okay. um, This was updated in 2018, so I guess... Because it was like the most popular song 15 years ago was In Da Club by 50 Cent. I think that was 16 years ago now, but we'll see. No, it's fine. We're going to party like it's our birthday. Yeah. In 
you know, we don't give a fuck, it's not your birthday. <laughs> so why did we talk about porcelain doll heads before we get to the spooky things that happened to us this week? Well... Oh, also, yeah, by Usher. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that sounds about affirmative consent. <laughs> Ask me more. And DM drop me. it like it's hot. Yes. What a great, <laughs> what a year, great for year for music. music. <laughs> that we didn't appreciate at the time, but now we know is truly awesome. It's truly awesome. Anyway, so porcelain dolls. Sometimes when we're left to our own devices, we come across weird shit on the internet, and Sasha found this craft where you carve out a porcelain doll's eyes and just use its head, and then you light it from the inside, and it looks like this little demonic baby head. It's a fun little lamp. And Who we, wouldn't want a baby head lamp? Right? So we've decided, obviously, we need a rainbow set of Cause ba- baby heads. Because baby, baby dolls say happy pride. <laughs> baby dolls say pride year-round. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if you have an issue with it, you can take it up with the demonic baby heads. Right. But then we were on eBay and let go and all the, like, selling shit places looking at and sending each other pictures of porcelain dolls. And it was so, very upsetting. That's it just little, got increasingly upsetting. That's a little insight into, like, what we do when we're not actively recording yeah. our podcast. If you thought this was all put on for the podcast, you'd be mistaken. Yeah, it's like, what, what do you <laughs> We're just nightmares all the time. We're just chilling on the couch, sitting on two different couches in the house, and sending mm-hmm. each other really weird shit. Looking at baby doll heads. Or like, Don't worry when about I it. sent her the craft in the first place, I was just like grocery shopping at Wegmans. <laughs> I was like, the fuck is this? While I was like reaching for a salad. <laughs> Amazing. So, also, we have a snack to bring us back up. I hit it, I'm sure you saw it. But I have cake pops. Cake pops. And they're Shilla cake pops. Shilla cake pops. I saw oh them, and I'm PMSy, so I was like, like, yes, girl. Well, at this point, I think you're just MSE. I'm MSE now. Yeah. yeah. I've been PMSE for like three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Which one do you want? Ooh. Can I have the pastel one? You can. I like the purple. It's prone to falling off the stick. It almost... And also the sprinkles fall the on sprinkles the floor. fall on the floor. <laughs> it's okay. They're just made out of sugar. Mine is autumn. It's fine. I'll get them after we record. Cheers! Cheers! Oh, wow. It just like spun around on the stick. I see what <laughs> yeah. you're talking about. Falls when, off the stick. When trying to take a, it out of the like plastic mm-hmm. it came in... It almost fell completely off the side. Oh, God. <laughs> and I was like, we're having cake balls. Digging in. Um, Did anything spooky happen to you this week? Yeah. I guess one was the other night I f- was so tired and I fell asleep on the couch. Mm-hmm. It, this is in the new house. Mm-hmm. And Jack was playing Final Fantasy twelve, mm-hmm. And I was... And I was Doing that twilight sleep thing that I do, like, especially when, like, our third roommate's playing video games, mm-hmm. where I'm just like, oh, yeah, look at that guy go. I'm not asleep. I'm yeah. still watching what you're doing <laughs> on the video game. And You're I'll a lot more like- coherent than I am when I do, because I'm prone to doing that, too. But when I do it, I end up accidentally narrating my dreams. When you do it, you still seem awake. Yeah. Just, like, terse. Terse. <laughs> like, yeah. Booker is eating garbage out of a trash can. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, Sasha is following the thread of this I'm video game. following the thread of this video game. So. At one point, like, I was going out on a walk and you were in twilight sleep, but your eyes were open. And <laughs> I, I was I was joke ranting about how the previous day when I took a walk, I didn't see any dogs. And you just go, you're very funny. I know it's a bit. This is very funny. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I didn't remember that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And I just like, well, I'm alive. No, I, and I came back and you were I'm, asleep. I don't remember. 
remember that. I remembered, like, you said that I was Twilight Sleeping. You were. But I, I was going to say, I'm, I'm good at that. We should be doing that past life regression. On we should, yeah. yeah. Like, but, um, we'll tell you how We'll, we'll, tell you how we'll it get into it. We but, have so um, many things to talk about. But, yeah, so I fell asleep at, like, 9 p.m. on the couch because I was stubborn. I was like, no, I'm going to go to bed at 10 because <laughs> then I'll sleep all the way through the night. But I fell asleep at 9. Oops. And I woke up at, like, 9.35. Or, sure. or, or, sorry, not 9.35. 10.35. Yeah. So, like, an hour and a half later. And... The TV was off. The lights were all still on. Jack was gone. It was just quiet in the living room. And I was like, where the hell am I? Because I also just finished watching Stranger Things season three. And there's a scene in the the show where there's a character who's in a room with people. And then the next scene, she's not in the room with, like, everyone's gone because she's not, like, in the dimension. Oh, yeah, she's, yeah. Right? And so I was like, fuck, the thing's happening to me. Even though, because I'm, like, still, like, half asleep at this point. Sure. So I'm, like, tiptoeing around the house, and all the lights are still on, and Jack isn't there, and I stick my head in the bedroom, and he's not there, and I'm looking around, and I'm, like, hello? And there's no answer, and I'm, like, oh, and I go to the door, and the door is locked, and I was, like, okay, and I look at the sliding doors, and they're all locked, I'm, like, okay, he's not outside, but he's not in the house either. Completely missing the fact that his office door is closed. Oh. And so finally, after I just, like, stand in the doorway of the bedroom, clutching my phone, wondering, should I call him? <laughs> and, like, where could he be? The house is not that... It's a one-story ranch. <laughs> like, it's not going... We're not doing anything. And then I'm just standing there, standing there, standing there, and all of a sudden I hear the door click behind me, and I was like, ah! And he just walks out. He's like, are you okay? And I was like, ooh! <laughs> just, so... Are you ready for me to ruin that funny story? Yes. Have you seen the movie Double Jeopardy? No. That's basically, so... Oh, God. Spoiler alert. Yeah. For Ashley has been around. For, for, like, 20 years. Mm-hmm. So, Double Jeopardy, Ashley Judd goes on trial for and is convicted of her husband's murder, except she, we know she didn't do yeah. it. Yeah. She knows she didn't do it. But, like, they were on a boat, <gasps> and, like, they're in the middle of the ocean, and they bone, and then she wakes up in the middle of the night, and he's missing, she can't find him, she looks around the whole boat for him, and she's like, it's just a boat, there's not that many places he could be, Yeah. and then there's, like, a little blood trail, and she calls the police, and they're like, obviously you killed your husband no. on this boat, but spoiler alert, he faked his death, set her up for it, and it's great. That's gross. But anyway, that's what was happening to you. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, so that, was, that, so that was scary, but the, the creepier thing that happened... It, in just like a normal situation. I went to Obon last night, mm-hmm. my annual. It's like the Japanese Day of the Dead thing. That was, That's how Jack was trying to explain it to his friends last night. Yeah. But we went and I lit candles for my grandparents, as always. I lit a candle for my Uncle Gary, who passed away not too long ago. A candle for my friend Brandon, who also, we also lost recently. And then one of our listeners asked me to mm-hmm. set a, to put out a candle for his grandma. So I lit these candles and everything. And at the end of the ceremony, my mom likes to take her parents' candles home with us. And then my dad wanted to take Uncle Gary's and I wanted to take Brandon's. And so we went and instead of blowing on the candle with your breath, you're supposed to fan it out or extinguish it some other way. And so I, I fanned it out and Brandon's went out pretty quickly. And then I picked up Gary's and I fanned it. It took a little bit more effort and I you know, finally got it out. And then I got to my grandpa's and was fanning it and fanning it and whacking, you know, like just using my hand trying to like fan this candle out and nothing was happening. And so my dad tried it and he almost knocked it out of my hand, but we, we kept fanning it and my mom tried 
And we just kept going and nothing was happening. And so my mom was like, I guess we'll just carry it out like this. And she, so we grabbed my grandma's candle too. And I tried the same thing, trying to fan it out and couldn't blow out, extinguish my grandparents' candles. And so after much trying, my mom finally took one each and kept going. And she like just was like, okay, you got to you gotta go. You got to go. <laughs> We're and glad you're here, but you got to go. You know, like, we got to take you home. We can't take you home. <laughs> you don't have to go home, but you can't stay, stay here. here. And eventually my mom was able to get them out. Mm-hmm. And she got my grandpa's out first. And for my grandma, she kept fanning and finally took a piece of paper folded in. <laughs> He was like, you gotta go. This is the like, grandfather that your mom saw that one time on the beach? No, no, no. This, uh, oh. that, that was her grandfather. It's his mom. Oh, so gotcha, her, gotcha, her gotcha. Her daughter. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. So my mom was like, mom, like, mom and dad, we gotta go. <laughs> so, like, the candles went extinguished. Amazing. And so we were like, fuck. Because we were, I was also starting to think about it like, okay, you know, Brandon only passed away, not like only like a week or two yeah. ago, right? And then Gary passed away seven months ago. Yeah, so they're both so new those to the were whole... still like new to the afterlife thing, mm-hmm. right? Like, my, my Ji-chan passed away when I was seven or eight. And as we've established, we're very old. We're very old. And so then that was my, a long time ago. And my Obachan passed away before I was born. So they've both been old. gone for a very long time. And so, like, trying to extinguish those like, countdowns. I'm so powerful. <laughs> They're like, no, no, we're here to hang out. <laughs> like, Who wants dumplings? <laughs> <laughs> we gotta go. <laughs> no. No. So, um, <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, so <laughs> that was, oh, that's yeah. Cool. And I was like, this is creepy, but also very nice. Thank you for sticking around, Grandma and Grandpa. Aw. Yeah. That's cute. That's like a cute, spoopy story. Spoopy story, yeah. So that was was the nice, creepy thing that happened to me. I like it. How about you? Well, Uh just the one thing, but I genuinely thought there was a good chance that I was going to end up (gasps) dead or... In some sort of peril. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Sasha just took a bad cake pop when I said that. So I was at work and I was leaving and it was the end of the day and like I've been like just staying late like 10 minutes or mm-hmm. so. So like not super late, but no. late enough that I don't leave with the 4.30 people mm-hmm. and that I'm too early for the five o'clock crowd. So usually I'm the only person on the elevator. I work on the sixth floor, six floors down in an elevator. And they've been doing renovations on our elevators. It's called the Modernization Project. And mostly it's just like a bunch of clankety-clank and they're replacing them to be all shiny and new. And and your office also got remodeled too. So it's like a part of the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been doing a lot of shit. Anyway, so I got in one of the elevators. And at this point, there are four elevators. Two have been renovated. And this is one of the renovated ones. Yeah. So in theory, should be one of the like safer, nicer, sleek experiences. And it pings on every floor. In theory. Floor seven or whatever. So I push the button, I'm the only person in the elevator, and the doors close, and we go ping, floor six, ping, floor five, ping, floor four, ping, floor three. And when we hit floor two, instead of a ping, there was a very loud sound of metal against metal. No! And then the elevator kind of hiccuped, and I was like, this elevator is going to plummet me to my death. And I was like, will I die? We're only going down one floor because we were on floor two. But it genuinely sounded like it just like scraped the side. Ah! And it was a loud enough sound that the whole thing like shook and kind of stopped for a second and then kept going. And then like as soon as the doors opened, I like sprinted off because I was like, I'm not getting trapped in there. What's happening? Anyway, I'm now afraid of that elevator at work. 
so that's take good. the stairs, but it's six floors up. <laughs> six floors, yeah. Oh. I'll just not use that elevator. Just don't use that elevator. Yeah. I got stuck on an elevator on campus when we were in college. Our campus likes to buy up all the buildings around it mm-hmm. to just like keep growing the footprint of the university. Mm-hmm. And so there used to be the old Rockingham Memorial Hospital mm-hmm. next door to campus. And my senior year, at this point, it had transitioned halfway between, like they were remodeling half mm-hmm. of it to be this like student success center, but there was still part of it that was like a medical facility. Mm-hmm. And so they moved the student health center there. Mm-hmm. And I needed to get a TB test done before I did my teaching internship mm-hmm. because I'd been to Japan mm-hmm. at some point in my life. And the, even the nurses were like, this is such an old policy. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know why we still do it. No, like very clearly you don't have tuberculosis. And so I got my TB test done. And I think the first day that I went, I took the stairs mm-hmm. and because I was like, oh, I'll just it's like three floors up. What am I doing? Walk down the stairs. But the day that I came back, I had a lot of stuff with me. And so they, they checked. They said, okay, you don't have TB. Okay, bye. Here's your paper. So I get in the elevator and the elevator starts going and then stops all of a sudden. And I was between floors and started ringing the bell and Ew. hoping. And this is a point where like the 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 health center floor was available. Mm-hmm. The other floors would be skipped because they were under construction. And so like there wasn't anyone on the floor below me unless the construction workers were there. Mm-hmm. But there was definitely still enough space that I could tell that like the health center was like oh, maybe no. a foot. And so I was like, okay, there's like a foot here that I know we're still at the health center. So I'm like, ringing the bell, banging on the door, yelling, like, help! And eventually a nurse, or someone, like, walked by and heard me, and she's like, hello? And I was like, I'm stuck! And they're like, are you okay? Like, I'm scared! I'm alone! I'm in a box! <laughs> and eventually they were able to, like, get an engineer to, like, come make get the elevator start going again. It was very stressful, and I was like, fuck this building, <laughs> I want out. <laughs> and then I started my internship, and I didn't have to go there what are we talking about today? Today we are talking about past lives, which also falls with our joke, because you were the past I was doll. porcelain dolls. So I guess <laughs> before we get started on talking yes, about past yes, lives, yes. I made a booty catcher. I'm excited. Because we've been doing these recently, and like, I, I ran upstairs when we were setting up for, to record, I was like, wait, I just had a stroke. Of genius. <laughs> and then she didn't come down for like 20 minutes and I'm like, did she actually is she, have, stroke? Is she, is she coming back down? Has she fallen? What has happened what here? Okay. So I made a booty catcher <laughs> to determine what our possible past lives could have been. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Very unscientifically. All right. Disagree. Orange, red, purple, or blue? Poiple. Poiple. P-U-R-P-L-E. One, two, five, or six? Five. One, two, three, four, five. Three, four, seven, or eight? Three. Three. You were Grigory Rasputin. Yes, I knew it! Not just because of my glorious beard, but because of the power I've amassed pre-Russian revolution. <laughs> okay. Also, I don't know if you know this, yeah. but I am Russia's greatest love machine. Oh, you are Russia's greatest I love am. machine. The rah, rumors rah, are true. Courtney. Da, 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 da. It totally works. You notice? <laughs> That's because I'm Rasputin. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Okay. Orange. O-R-A-N-G-E. Seven. One. Lucille Ball! Oh. Okay, so how did yucky, I... Yucky, 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 <laughs> So, let's do another one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Blue. B-L-U-E. Six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six. A witch not caught up in the Salem witch trials. You just watched it from afar and you're like, haha, 
idiots. <laughs> I'm just like drinking <laughs> a glass of wine and I'm like, you'll never take me alive, coppers. <laughs> you were able to like lay so low that you like died of old age. That is were... also true of me as a person. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. We've done purple, blue, and orange. So okay. Red. red. Uh, one. Okay, seven. A wealthy heiress with a dark secret like oh, Janet Snakehold from Parks and Rec. Excellent. Oh. All right, do you want to do another one, or do you want me to talk about the science behind how I did this? Science. Science. Okay. Science. So. Science. I'll show you all of the options we could have had. Yes. Okay, so. I'm very pleased with which you survived Salem Witch Trials yeah. by laying low and also Rasputin. Rasputin. I'm actually really glad that you got those two. <laughs> um, so other options for our past lives could have included a sickly Victorian child, which Thank is you. what we established I was last week. <laughs> Topsy the elephant. Oh, R.I.P. Topsy. Julie Dobney. Yeah. Our queen. Ugh, in our dreams, in we our were dreams. her in a past life. And also Natalie Wood. So when you oh, said the thing about the, the, boat. the boat, I was like, Fuck! spooky. <laughs> so they Natalie reopened Wood. that case. Yeah. And so how did I pick these? So some of them are spoop hour specific, like a witch caught up in her in the Salem Witch sure, Trials, sure, sure. you know, Janet's snake hole. It's just a funny thing. We both like Parks and Rec, the sickly Victorian child, and Julie D'Aubigny, queen of our podcast. <laughs> but I also went and looked for people who passed away before we were born, like yeah. shortly before we were born. It's so like the nineteen, like nineteen eighty nine. Yeah. Like so that would be like Lucille Ball. Lucille Ball, and I, and then I decided to also look for weird deaths in the 20th century so and that's Natalie where Wood. I got Natalie Wood, Gregory Rasputin, and Topsy the Elephant. <laughs> and Topsy the Elephant was like number one on the list of weird deaths that's, in the 20th century and I was fair. like fair. If you don't know, Topsy the Elephant Thomas Edison electrocuted her. Anyway. Yeah. Past so, lives. Past lives. So. so why we picked this topic is because friend of the podcast Kristen who previously told us a story about the symphony in her little yellow house and is just generally an amazing person. Yeah. We've also been friends with her since high school. Yes. We are all very old we and have been friends for a long time. Very long it's time. hard to stop being our friend. Very. You understand. You listen to this podcast. Anyway. <laughs> Thank so, you for being a friend. Thank you for, for being, being a, a friend. friend. Anyway, we posted on Instagram the results of our how we think we died in past lives in historic times mm -hmm. from the episode we did with Dr. Elisa Lucas. So Kristen commented and said, young girl in the Industrial Revolution working in a factory in the United States. And I was like, oh, that's a really creative answer. I like that. And then she went on, dies in a work-related injury due to crappy child labor laws. Except my mom dreamed it was my past life when she was pregnant with me. And I was like, oh, shit, can we talk about this? <laughs> and and also she said, my mom said that the child in the dream looked exactly like Kristen did as a child. Ah. So we were like, we got to talk about past lives. We got to talk about past lives. So past life regression. Let's talk about Let's it. Let's talk about it. Basically, past life regression is the idea that you can access lives that you've lived before, past mm -hmm. lives. We've touched on them a little bit when we did the episode on kids who remember their past yes. lives. And we're still trying to get your best friend's daughter. Yes. I think we're she's going to be three here in like three weeks. So I think we'll be in the sweet spot of her remembering it and having the vocabulary to express before I was here, this is who I was. Yeah. So. Because a lot of cupping. the... Like, a lot of the stories we found or people who told us, like, anecdotes about it were, like, three or four years old, mm -hmm. had the vocabulary. Sometimes they're a little bit younger, but you have to, have, like, really have that vocabulary to understand that mm -hmm. before you are what you are now, you were something else. Yeah, because... An elephant... Past life regression is the idea that you aren't one of those kids who remembers your past lives, but that you can kind of tap into it. And I remember from my Buddhist thought class in college, 
my professor was talking about like past lives because obviously Buddhism is big on reincarnation mm-hmm. and everything. And she's like, anyone who can tell you that you can learn about your past lives is full of shit because you can't. <laughs> but we're going to Challenge pretend. accepted. Yeah, challenge accepted, professor. She was pretty cool. How can you tell if you've had a past life regression? Well, I found a listicle. Woo, listicles. Called the nine ways to tell you may have had a past life. So I'm going to read the nine ways. Okay. And then we'll get into past life stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do do it. This is courtesy of liveabout.com. Spoiler alert, all nine ways are kind of bullshit, but we'll get into it. Way number one, any kind of deja vu. Ooh. So if you experience deja vu, which is an event already experienced or lived through, deja senti, which is something already felt or... Something you've already felt that's usually triggered by sound, like a voice or music, Mm -hmm. or deja visite, where it's like you go into a new place and you're like, I've been here before. Mm. I know that this is going to be around the corner and that right there, there's a pothole. That means that you've had a past life. This could be a vague fleeting memory of a past life that you have, just kind of like breaking through and it's just like something that your brain has held onto since that life. And this is all according to psychologist Arthur Funkhauser. And I didn't need to say his name, but also his last name is Funkhauser, so why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't we? <laughs> Funkhauser. We're bringing down the Funkhauser. <laughs> Way number two, weird memories. Mm-hmm. As with children who remember their past lives, memories of things that didn't happen are another way to tell that you've had a past life. So Live About recommends that you analyze any weird memories you have for any notable details, like landmarks or addresses, that you can research to try and figure out who you were. When I was little, my mom said that I have very specific memories about hanging out in some place mm-hmm. with, with a little boy mm-hmm. that we promised that we'd meet up in the same family in the future. Like, he was going to be my brother forever or whatever. And then I had a little brother. And then I was like, yeah, this is him. And Shit. I, yeah. Yeah, well... So Spoiler alert, you might have had a past life. Yeah, and Jeremy was still my brother. Yeah. Jeremy's annoying as shit. But I mean, you're I stuck him, with him for life. I'm stuck with him forever, for apparently. For all life. For all life. <laughs> Every life, there will always be me and Jeremy. <laughs> Way number three, recurring dreams and or nightmares, which is terrible news for me. Mm-hmm. If you have recurring dreams of mundane or ordinary life activities, or if you dream regularly of the same person, it may be a past life mem- manifesting itself. The person appearing could have have been someone you had a special connection with in a past life. So like a spouse, a sibling, a parent, a significant other, whatever. Oh, Lord. And then if you keep going back to the same locale and doing like, I dreamt about doing the dishes in a kitchen, but it wasn't my kitchen. That might have been your kitchen in a past life. <sighs> Unfortunately, the flip side of this coin is that nightmares might be reflections of traumas from past lives, <sighs> which is a real fucking bummer. Because, because you have- I have horrible nightmares. So... Fuck you, brain. (laughs) Fuck you, past life. Way number four, phobias. Irrational phobias may be left over from a past life as kind of either a traumatic memory or it could be how you previously died. So what did the spiders do to you? Don't worry about it. (laughs) Yeah, so like if in a past life, like for instance, a past life therapist, whoever, would say that I'm so afraid of spiders because in a past life, a spider bit me and I died. Oh, and, like, you're afraid of murky water because maybe in a past life you drowned. Oh. And then, like, God, I'm afraid okay. of tornadoes because in a past life tornadoes killed me. And I'm afraid of zombies because in a past life zombies <laughs> killed me. You remember back in history when we had zombies? zombies? <laughs> it was a real dark time. 
Anyway, way number five is cultural appropriation, which is not what liveabout.com calls it. They call it an affinity for unfamiliar cultures, but it sounds like cultural so appropriation. Rachel Dolezal was yes. black in a past life. Yes, basically it's like if you're super into a culture other than your own, it might be indicative of a past life in another region. Don't culturally appropriate, you dickheads. Dickheads. Way number six is passions. At this point in the list, I was like, Honestly, most of these just sound like having hobbies. Yeah, I was like, this is just being a person. This is just being a human person, but okay. <laughs> With, who's actually interesting and not boring. <laughs> who, who does things and has interests. Strong passions, allegedly beyond just like your run-of-the-mill, oh yeah, I like that, may indicate how you used to live. So like, if you have almost a compulsive love of like photography or woodwork and you spend all your time doing it, you may have been a photographer or a carpenter in your past life. Yeah. Yeah, so... Sure. You know, in a past life, we were podcasters. <laughs> you know, 30 years ago, when podcasting was a thing. Yeah, you remember podcasting in maybe, the 60s. Maybe we were like ham radio operators. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, we like in had... Like the 19-teens? It, or in the 1960s, 70s. Well, no, it, here's my idea. In the 19-teens, we were left unsupervised with ham radios, and we connected over the ham radio. Or we were those ladies who, you know, the operators switch board. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, code breakers, right. too, but we could have been operators switch boards, and so we were just like... Talk to that? 626, hold up, please, I'll connect you. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have any spooky stories happen to you this week? Oh, you won't believe it. I was making a casserole, and I swear, it just slipped out of my hands because I saw a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's how we were. That's uh, how we were. In past lives. <laughs> Way number seven, uncontrollable habits. At which point in my notes I go, I take it back. Many of these just sound like having OCD. <laughs> Compulsions or even hoarding could have their roots in a past life. But liveabout.com doesn't say anything else other than it's like, or if you have compulsions. It could be OCD. It, and I'm like, or you could have OCD. It's okay. It's an anxiety <laughs> disorder. Go talk to someone. Could be a nurse. Could be a nurse. Could be OCD. Maybe Wait. it's OCD. <laughs> <laughs> Way number eight, inexplicable pain. So at this point, it's OCD, which I'm very familiar with, and maybe a chronic illness. If you have unexplained aches and pains that doctors don't have a medical explanation for, they might be spiritual manifestations of suffering you endured in a past life. So if, like, your calf hurts every so often for no reason, maybe you broke it in a past life. My friend has been running a fever for more than a year, and the doctors can't figure out why. So Maybe, maybe in a past life, she died of fever. And she's still got the fever. And the only prescription is, has she Cat tried bell. more cowbell? She, she, I, need, I need to ask her if she's tried more yeah, cowbell. Yeah, it sounds like she needs We're to. going for a pedicure tomorrow. I'm going to send her Just doll heads cowbell. and cowbell. <laughs> and then hilariously at this point, Live About says if pain affects your daily activities, do talk to a doctor about it. Or if you've already done that to no avail, try getting a second opinion. And it's like, thanks, liveabout.com. <laughs> anyway, way number nine, birthmarks. They may be holdovers from your past lives. Specifically, they might indicate how you died. One of the most commonly cited cases was studied by UVA psychiatrist Ian Stevenson in the 1960s. There was a little boy who claimed to remember the life of a man named Maha Ram, mm -hmm. who was killed by a shotgun blast at close range. And the boy in question had a birthmark in the center of his chest that kind of looked like buckshot. So oh, it was, you know, the like yeah. spray powder you see. So Stevenson pulled the autopsy report for Maha Ram, and sure enough, the shotgun blast wounds matched the birthmark on the boy. Ah! Right? That's a bummer. Well, how do you... Okay, what, what, what would this be? Yeah. Brown circle on my face. I think it's just... Oh. Okay, we'll get there. You're not gonna like I'm it. I'm not gonna like it. We'll get there. But not... You're not gonna not like it because it's horrible. You're not gonna not like it because it's 
kind of funny. <laughs> yes. Uh. <laughs> anyway, this is a fun segue into birthmarks. So, according to light987.com and paranormallovetoknow.com, yeah, which are very reputable sources. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to know paranormal love to know. I had a great time last night. Anyway, if you have no birthmarks, which I don't, it means that in past lives, you exp- you, all of your past lives ended in, like, natural causes for your death. So, like, you were never shot. You never burned, whatever. Like, you just died of natural causes. But if you do have a birthmark, it can indicate how you died in a past life. Freckles or white spots mean you were burned in a past life. Weird skin depressions or discolorations that don't correspond with the wound from your current life is a sign in a past life that you had smallpox or syphilis. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, nuts. Oh, nuts. Got the old syphilis. I was like, oh, you're not going to like this. You might have syphilis. Oh, good. That'll explain all the birthmarks on my body. It does. It's all that syphilis. It's it's like, I don't know which is worse, smallpox or syphilis. Yeah, because honestly, smallpox will kill you, but so will syphilis. Like, but, tertiary syphilis, it kills. But which one would let me live longer? Probably the syphilis. syphilis. Yeah. You'd lose your mind towards the end, but at that point, you'd just be like, you yeah. wouldn't give a shit. I'd just be having a good time. Yeah, because your brain would be rotting away, so you wouldn't you wouldn't be worried or anything. You'd just be like, woo! Woo! <laughs> and okay. then your nose would melt off. Tertiary syphilis oh, is weird, Lord. folks. <laughs> Talk to your doctor if your body is being weird. Anyway, <laughs> remember our old pal Jim Tucker at UVA? Mm-hmm. The one who studies all the kids who remember past lives? Mm-hmm. He believes that birthmarks appear because, quote, the soul's mind, which it has a blueprint that connects the past life to your present one. This blueprint exists after death and helps create the baby in the next incarnation, which is why birthmarks might happen. But he doesn't think that it's the memory of an injury or even the cause of death that's causing the birthmark. In his book, Return to Life, he says, quote, if the mind continues after death and inhabits a developing fetus, I could see how the images affect the fetus. So his idea is that, like, our past lives, it's like having a photo album in our brain. And then if your brain is transported into a fetus or a clump of cells or whatever, Mm -hmm. then those pictures as your body forms... Mm might impact how your body's forming. Yeah. This is where we get into this is mm-hmm. not super science-y. But not super okay. science Brian Weiss was doing a hypnotherapy session with a client when she remembered a horrible incident from a past life. She was trying to keep her son hidden from danger, and in the process, she accidentally smothered him. Oh, no. In her current life, she had married a man with asthma who had a birthmark identical to her son from a past life. Hmm. How do you bounce back from the knowledge that you may have birthed your husband in a past life? Oh, God. I mean, they're connected, I guess. (laughs) I guess, but at what cost? At what cost? (laughs) And that's all I have on birthmarks. Oh, jeez. And, like, my mom has a birthmark. My mom has a pretty big birthmark on her arm. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, for the most part, who gives a shit? It's just skin. Right. Everybody's been chill. But every so often, like, a little shit in my class would be a dick about it. Mm-hmm. At which point, my mom would always be like, yeah, it's a horrible rash, and it's contagious, and she'd rub her arm. I love it. <laughs> so don't be little shits. Or don't my mom be little punch shits. It. But, like, after reading all of this, I'm like, what could that mean? Like, because it's just on her arm. That's not going to kill you. No. Like, it's just, it's it's literally just, like, right there. It's like, plop, plop. And that's not... That's not a death wound. Yeah. Like, even if that part of her arm burned, she could probably still make a recovery. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like having syphilis. Sasha syphilis oh, over here. Oh, my God. Syphilis <laughs> Sasha. Syphilis Sasha is my favorite Barbie. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> um, all right. So, we we got a couple people who commented and said, like, that they had past life and whatnot. Mm. And so, again, I was still, like... 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure I was a sickly Victorian child. That yeah. would make sense. I stand with Rasputin and Witch. Mm. And so and classic our me. yeah, classic you. My one, my friend Melissa commented that she's been told just in this current life mm-hmm. that, or rather, she's been told before that people think that she had been like some kind of like flower child, hippie, worshipper of nature or whatever. Mm-hmm. But she was like, but that also explains me now. But I was like, maybe it's just like the cyclical nature that you are always like very in tuned with the earth. And so every yeah. time that you're born, you're still very like natural, down to earth person. Rooted. You know, she's very rooted. It's always been this very like natural person, but also like she's kind of like an animal whisperer and um, she's very, she's got a very good green thumb and yeah. she like just gardens. She's like basically a real life Ghibli character. Mm. I like to think of her as like have being some kind of, maybe not necessarily a witch, but like a, an like apothecary. A, apothecary. Carry like a medicine, like yeah. a wink, wink apothecary, okay, yeah. where she's like, "Just put this under your tongue and don't worry about it. Don't worry about it." <laughs> and um, everybody kind of thinks she's a witch, but her stuff works, so they're right. not going to question. We're it. not going to question it. <laughs> and then one of our listeners, Rain, said hey, Rain. that his mom used to tell uh, that rather his mom told him that he used to tell her stories about how he used to be like a little Chinese boy and said they were very <laughs> intricate and detailed specific stories All right. about growing up in China and you know he was only four years old telling right. this to his mom but she was always like really curious and like he always had answers for everything sure so at that point okay four years old yeah it's probably something there yeah so two girls on a bench reached out to us and said they had a story their friend Shari is an empath and has been interviewed on a few of their episodes but in addition to our current 20 years 27 years of friendship in past lives we've been married enemies and as well as friends and that spiritually our souls have been linked for a very long time she said our souls choose their home based on the lessons we need to learn and that because of that we've been with each other throughout various t- throughout time in various stages which kind of reminds me of this like birthing your own husband in a yeah. past life that like you're still very much like attached, connected or yeah. attached to the per- people you you've always been around or you used to be and so i thought that was that's like a very sweet yeah, thing to nice. like way to think about um you know you and me yeah having a radio show yeah in the 19 teens <laughs> yeah exactly and then as we work our switchboards that'd be so cool that'd be great yeah yeah so i've been told a couple of things about my past lives some of them upsetting some some most of them upsetting <laughs> The big one I know I've talked about before when I had my Reiki done and I was told essentially that I enabled some Nazis, which was not chill, and that it's also the first 10 minutes of Inglorious Bastards. Whatever. Yeah. But another past life reading that I had done, a friend of mine from an online community I was a part of years ago was doing tarot in the tiny chat one night and she was doing like really in-depth reading not just like the three card draw but like the really yeah, in-depth yeah. where you like ask questions so she was reading everybody's past lives and everybody else like one girl in the chat got that she had previously been like an international playboy and had fathered a bunch of kids but didn't give a fuck and was just like fucking her way through europe and then she did my reading and she goes well the reason why you don't like or want kids in this life is because in a past life you had 17 and i was like and, and of course, my response to this is, this is why my y- your uterus, uterus hates you. Dick. Yeah, and then, like, we were joking. We were like, oh, well, did the girl in the chat who fathered all the kids, did she father one of the kids? And then she, like, turned over the next card and goes, yup. <laughs> so that was another past life. And then I took a quiz last yes, night. Did. 
And I tried to do, I found on YouTube a dude who was like, this is past life regression and hypnotherapy. But that didn't go great because I fell asleep like 20 yeah. minutes in. When it lulled me right down. <laughs> earlier this week when we were trying to figure out, okay, what are we going to record this week? I yeah. was excited about this and we were... You were like, yeah, we could go, like, get, you know, we could, like, get our own past lives right or whatever, and then how much was it? Like, 200? It was, like, 250 bucks, and it was going to take, like, three hours for one session. And we were like, we don't. And I'm like, who has the time Who has the the time or money? And so we were, you found, like, an online one that we could, like, work our way through together, or, Mm -hmm. and then you were like, hey, YouTube has this. Yeah. You know, $3.99. And then I was like, yeah, I'm going to sleep through this. (laughs) Yeah, I, it was free. I did watch an ad before it, but it was free. But, like, it's just, like, I think he was British or maybe Australian. I don't know. He's just, like, talking in a soft voice. And it it did say, like, a couple people in the comments, because I was reading them this morning, were like, if you fell asleep, that's okay. Just, like, pay careful note to your dreams. And the only detail I really remember from my dream last night is that I was underwater and I could, like, breathe and communicate underwater. And I was just, like, wandering around doing science. Yeah, I was telling but you. But I think that's because I've been playing Majora's Mask and wearing the Zora mask. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've been, I was telling you, like, most of my dreams involve, like, the things that stress me out in my daily life mm-hmm. and just continue to stress me out in my dreams. Mm-hmm. So I'm just always stressed out. So, like, that's not telling me anything about my past life. That's just telling right. me that I need to. This re- is my present life. This is my present life, There's and I need to, like, calm like, your shit calm down. Calm myself down. Yeah. So I then found the best thing from pastlife-test.com and it is a test to tell you about your past lives and I took this quiz and it told me that in a previous life I was a scientist okay I worked on the development of new kinds of medicine for a biomedical company. However, my intentions were not revolutionary enough to make me well-known all around the world. Despite (laughs) this, I had a very high IQ and I was also a pretty tenacious person. I have a great personality. So I'm just reading this. This is not me talking about myself. (laughs) Look, you can see it's written there. I'm not just humble bragging. Yeah, she's not just humble bragging. I'm amazing and super hot and my ass won't quit. (laughs) That's what it says. I'm not making it up. (laughs) Anyway, so don't let it go to waste. I am also very creative and hardworking. Use my talents to my advantage. You are, though. And then here's the best part. And I, like, choked and lost my shit and had to look at what time it was because I was like, is it appropriate for me to contact Sasha at this juncture It's always appropriate to contact Sasha at this juncture in time. You won't change your previous life, but you can change the one you live now. Every one of us longs for a little bit of luck, and we offer you the chance how you can achieve it. You just need to let your friends know about this webpage. They can also have a laugh at it and can find out about who they were in their previous lives. However, if you do not tell anyone about this page, your life will turn into hell. We do not want to worry you, but do you want to take chances? Two to four people, one week without bad luck. Five to eight people, one month of happiness and getting to know a lifelong friend. Nine or more, half year of happiness and your lifelong goal will come true. This motherfucker chain lettered me. Uh, that's exactly <laughs> what we did last week. And I was like, are you shitting me? That's exactly it what did. we did. Because I was just like reading and I'm like, this is super generic, like braggy stuff. I wonder yeah. if any of them are bad. Would you like to take it? I would love to take it. I will say I did lie to the quiz because it does ask you for your birth date, like full birth date with year. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you motherfuckers are trying to steal my social security number. So I lied about my birthday. Okay. So do you want me to lie about your birthday? Yes. Okay. You can do the same date, but uh, a But a year, year earlier. That's yeah. what I did with mine. Okay. Pretty classy. Pretty classy. What is your favorite color? Uh, Black, white, red, blue, green, red, green. Oh, wow. Green so many them. options. Yeah, there are a lot uh, of them. 
I hate when they pick like the the main color. I know. I'm like, like where's oh, teal? Um, Honestly, it's a 50-50 toss-up whether I pick green or blue because my favorite color is teal. Yeah. Okay. Which characterizes me best? We'll post the link on Twitter, and then I won't have bad luck. I'm sensitive about it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> <laughs> Look at that highway. What am I He's most afraid hips. of? As always, listen to John Mulaney. Heights, dark reptiles, insects, <laughs> reptiles. blood, or con- confined De- spaces. It's definitely blood. It's definitely blood for when me. When I took this quiz, I was like, ooh, I know what Sasha's going to say for yeah. that one. Favorite number has some meaning to you. Ooh. I was abandoned. Ooh! Oh, you get to draw three. Oh, no, oh, that's, that's a, a pop-up pop ad. Okay. It's a really classy site, you guys. So, you enjoyed a lavish life paid from your looting and robbing, but the <laughs> moment your revolver failed you, the sheriff's deputy shot you three times and ended your life. Oh man, yours is way cooler than mine. Dang mine it. is bullshit. <laughs> but you're a scientist. I know, but I wasn't exciting. I didn't get killed by a sheriff. Yeah, I don't deputy. get shot by anyone. No. Let's look for my scars. No. <laughs> That's what um, those marks are. It wasn't oh, syphilis. Oh my god, it wasn't syphilis. But wait a second. You also had I- syphilis. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> you have a great syphilis now. You have a great, <laughs> you have you have a great, great personality, so don't let it go to waste. Oh, that's what mine said, too. You are very creative and hardworking. Use your talents to your advantage. Maybe. All of them say that. Or we both have great personalities. Or it might be because we were both born in the same month. Ah. Yeah. Or we have great personalities. Why can't I just take a compliment, Courtney? Why can't Courtney? you just take a compliment, Courtney? <laughs> All right, and then the same warning because we got chain letters. Damn it. <laughs> I just can't. They fucking chain lettered us. fucking chain lettered us. How dare you? In 2019, you think you can chain letter me? <laughs> me? Co-host of Spoop Hour? <laughs> You dumb dicks. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So are we going to talk about stories? Yes. Okay. Just really quick. I want to talk about Keanu Reeves. <laughs> so I, does it count as a past life if you never die? Well, no, well, that's the thing. This this place, okay, it says Keanu Reeves is immortal. Yes. But it could be that he's just been living throughout time with different identities, could be dying and being reincarnated. Oh, and or, then just getting the same face. You're just getting the same face. Or you can think of him as being alive forever. In this situation, I want him to just keep coming back as like a new yeah. version of Keanu Reeves. But when we do the episode on immortality. Yeah, he'll come back again. <laughs> but basically, they said that he could have been Charlemagne, who lived from 748 to 814. I'm not going to say I wouldn't follow him into battle. So aside from the striking resemblance, the account of the death of Charlemagne rises suspicion. First of all, he crowned his son just before dying, just like he knew he was going to die. And his burial was rushed during cold weather, so maybe they needed to not bury a body. Oh, because he came back already? Yeah, he already came back. Then there's Paul Mounet from 1847 to 1922, and he was a doctor and then an actor, okay? And so maybe he, you know, was dabbling in things that... mm. This is when he first started getting into acting. Yeah, and his body was never found, so maybe he had already come back as, you know, a new thing. Keanu Reeves. Right. And then he came back later as Keanu Reeves, who hasn't really aged at all in our lifetime. Yeah. And then, so people are saying that they think that he's either immortal or he, like, continues to be reincarnated because he's so kind. Yeah. That his kindness isn't learned in one lifetime, that his kindness has been acquired in a long and wise life. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, aw, Keanu. Aw. Yeah. So, you know, could be immortal. Could just be reincarnated. I don't know. And it's hard You'd to be say. the judge. Hard Keanu to say. Reeves, email spoophour at gmail.com. Tell us your, what your deal is. We love you. Yeah. What's your deal? You want to come hang out? We have cake pops. I mean, we don't currently at this time. We'll get some for you. 
So I found an article in Jezebel that was called, like, in a past life, I was a white man. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, I'm listening. I'm listening. So Madeline Davies. Oh, I love Madeline Davies. Yeah. So yeah. she did past life regression for Jezebel. Like, basically, she did it in front of her coworkers. So I assume they had some sort of, like, employee day. Yeah. And they brought in <laughs> Anne Barham, who is a certified past life therapist. Interesting. And so before they started, Anne was like, is there anything you want to address? Like, are mm-hmm. there any anxieties, whatever? And Madeline was like, I have a lot of social anxiety, so if we can explore that, sure. Yeah. So previous clients of Barham's reportedly were monks in Medici, Florence, prisoners in Spain in the 1500s, housewives in northern India, or even members of the SS. So oh, whole no. varied crew. Everybody was a Nazi the best life. It's a bummer. A lot of people are Nazis in the current life. I mean... <laughs> 2019. Take a look at yourself, and if you're a Nazi in a current life, maybe don't. Maybe Actually, don't. confirmed. Fucking stop. <laughs> anyway. Per Barham, most of her clients aren't anyone particularly notable or famous across their lifetimes, which makes some sense, because you yeah. figure only a small number of people are famous at any given point in time. Right. And think of how many billions of people there yeah, are. Yeah, I think... The what last, are the odds that you end up a The last time I checked, I think it was like 108 billion, at least 108 billion people have ever existed. Yeah. And right now, it's like, what, 7.5 billion people yeah. Yeah, exist? And then, so, what are the know. odds that of the 108 billion, who probably, what, 500 million, maybe, have been famous over the entirety of <laughs> maybe. human history? Maybe. That's pretty generous. <laughs> that's, that's very generous. But even still, that's like a microscopic percentage. Yeah. I don't do math. Anyway, basically, she said that she went in kind of skeptical, because she was like, I don't know what I'm under, if I'm going to tell, like an easy-to-follow story or if I'm just going to kind of ramble. And it kind of reminded me of when I got crystal healed and she's like, tell me a fucking story or we're never ending this. And I was like, I'm uncomfortable. I just wanted to sit quietly. And meanwhile, I'm just getting reiki and I'm just like lying very quietly. Yeah, you're like having an out-of-body experience (laughs) and I'm like, fuck, what's something I read in a book when I was seven? There's a mountain with a wolf on it. (laughs) Anyway, despite her skepticism, Madeline was able to answer questions and start describing her past life. It started with her seeing her dusty leather boots, which were covered in sand and grit, a canvas tent with gas lamps, and then she realized her situation. She was a high-ranking male British soldier in Africa in the late 1800s. She was a part of the race to colonize the continent. Oh, no. Yeah. Madeline Colonizer. Yep. I knew you were going to say it as soon as I put that out. I was like, I can hear Sasha's voice saying, colonizer. (laughs) Madeline describes feeling cocky and lacking in self-doubt or guilt for possibly the first time in her life. Oh my god. (laughs) Which is incredible. Amazing. And I'm like, I want to be British colonizer. Jesus. Anyway, Barham then asked her about her family. Madeline started remembering a childhood spent at a beautiful manor home with a doting mother and a stoic old man dad. And then things got weirder. Madeline recognized her current father in her past mother's loving spirit as she homeschooled past her. She also recognized her current mother as her best friend in the British Army with whom she was dispatched to Tunisia, Egypt, and Morocco. After meeting the fam, Barham guided Madeline back to the present moment in the tent. What's happening? Spoiler alert, Madeline was dying. Oh no! She talks about how initially when she like sees her boots, she feels really dizzy and disoriented. Yeah. And she thought it was just trying to orient herself to her hypnotized surroundings, but yeah. then she realized it was because past her was sick with malaria. <gasps> Her past oh, self had right. Her past self had told his regiment to go on the expedition without him, and that they could swing by and pick him up on the way back. But even cocky past British soldier Madeline knew he was dying. 
And the truth was he didn't want to slow anyone down because he knew he was like, I'm not making it out of here. If I go with them, I'm just going to slow down the expedition. Yeah. But when pressed by Barham, Madeline admitted that while past her didn't feel guilty about not fulfilling his duty, he was sad for missing out on the adventures he was supposed to have with his friends and that that might have been a source of some of her social anxiety Mm. now. He was also sad because he didn't want to die in the tent. Yeah. In his malaria-riddled state, he managed to pull himself out of the tent and go outside. And Madeline describes how he looked at the stars as he died. Oh, what? Yeah. And then Barham brought Madeline back to the present, and she found herself crying. Like, she was really emotionally invested. She ended up calling her parents to tell them what happened. But even though it had only been, like, a day or two between when the session happened when she called her parents, she was already starting to doubt what she had seen while under hypnosis. Oh. She ended up rationalizing that the repeat of her mom and the dad were in her past life were a comfort. So it was a way for your brain to comfort itself about the concept of death. It's like, it's okay that you're leaving loved ones now because in the next life you're going to see them again because they're always going to be in your life. Right. She then did further research and discovered cryptomnesia, which is the accidental plagiarism of books, TV, film, and stories, particularly while under hypnosis, which made me think of my past life. That's apparently the first 10 minutes of Inglorious Bastards, where I accidentally ratted out some people I was trying to help to the Nazis in exchange for my family not getting killed. So basically, people who are under hypnosis, there's a thing that they do where the subconscious of part of your mind is just pulling up things that you've previously known or read about. So in Madeline's case, she had seen the English patient, she'd taken a course on African colonization and heard about the lost city of Z, and then her subconscious brain kind of like put, all, those put all that together to create this compelling narrative about a sick, dying soldier. Then you factor in the prevalence of false memories, which in recovered memory therapy is a serious problem. While some people say that recovered memory therapy really helps them work through stuff yeah. from their past, there's a high prevalence of like, this never happened. It's just your brain is like trying to put together something that sounds like it could have happened. So between all of those things, you have a recipe for past life regressions that are very exciting and very interesting, but not remotely true. Hmm. But Madeline says that even though the experience probably wasn't as legit as she had hoped, her brain's perception of white male confidence has come in handy during times of insecurity. Good. Rule of thumb, live your life like you're a mediocre white man in colonial times. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's a really interesting article. I highly recommend you read it. She tells the story of, like, who she was in past life really well. Yeah. But, yeah. And that's kind of, like, I was very aware that that's what I was doing when I got crystal healed. But, you know, (laughs) that's what I did. That's what she did. I just made up some shit so that they would stop asking me questions. And then she kept asking me more questions. No, stop asking Courtney questions. I didn't want to ask questions. I wanted to lay down and have crystals put on me. (laughs) Which is what Reiki was. Yeah. (laughs) Dick. Uh, Anyway, I've got some Reddit stories. Ooh. So, a thread on Ask Reddit has some gems of people talking about their past lives. Good. User CPAS Gravedile. CPAS Gravedile. I don't know. I'm assuming it's a video game thing that Hmm. I don't don't know. We're going to call him Gravedile. Anyway, Gravedile says that in junior high, they had a weird dream about having a baby that was kept in a shoebox in the oven. Their mom said, oh, that's what they did with your great aunt. It wasn't like to, like, gas and kill her. It was just their great aunt was premature and then it was like the 19 early 1900s so like 1905 when their their great aunt was born and so being born prematurely they put the baby in a shoebox and put it in an unlit but still warm Warm. gas oven Uh, and they called it a hillbilly incubator oh (laughs) and i'm like 
Side note, Hillbilly Incubator, incredible name for a rock band. Right. But also, what the fuck? What the fuck? The similarities continued with Gravedile always commenting on things, basically like they were at an age where their grandparents were getting old Mm -hmm. and they were like, hey, if you want anything in the house, you know, we're downsizing, take whatever you want. And they'd go, oh, hey, I like that. And they'd be like, oh, that was your great aunt's. Huh. And so like almost everything they picked out and liked was something of their great aunt's. And then it came to a head when they met a little old lady who was an acquaintance of the family. Despite her seeming very nice, Gravedile told their mom they just did not like this woman. (laughs) They describe it as like, she seemed like the cat that had swallowed the canary and just was like smug and getting away with it. Even though they were like, I have no reason to think this. She was perfectly nice. Their mom was like, well, she's the woman who had an affair with your great aunt's husband while she was very sick. And I think she died of a broken heart because of it. (gasps) Wow. Right. Thank you, Reddit. Thank you, Reddit. And then Design Diva NY. We always are so careful in picking out our usernames, but then when you read them out loud, it's like, oh, these are all silly. Anyway, Design Diva NY had what she called a spontaneous regression. Okay. She was sitting in her kitchen when suddenly she found herself on a rough-hewn porch looking out of her own male body. She was watching a man tie up a horse to a hitching rail in front of the house, a man she knew as her current husband. She could even smell the horse. She said it felt like early American colonial time, and then boom, she was back in present-day kitchen. Weird. The best part of it is, and I don't know if this person was sincere or genuinely messing with her, but somebody else commented and was like, I have that same memory, but I'm the one tying up the horse. And I remember the man, seeing the man sitting on the porch, he was smoking a cigar, and I felt a lot of love in my heart for him. And I'm like, what the fuck? Do you guys know each other? Anyway. User Past Life Throwaway 2, <laughs> because Past Life Throwaway 1 was taken, said that during a past life regression, they remembered being a scribe in a northern Spanish monastery in the 1300s. In that life, they knew that the religious leaders in the monastery were abusing their power, but they were too afraid to stand up to them. They were like, I'm oh. just a wee scribe. I can't do anything about it. They also reported that they were in love with a widow with two children from a neighboring town who would visit the monastery for guidance but that they didn't break their vows for her and they died of a heart attack, sad and alone at 42. Mm. Right? That was a bummer. I should have ended on a happier one. Yeah. Well, here, I've got a couple. Hit me! Here. Okay, this is from lo- paranormal.lovetoknow.com. Hey! Yeah. <laughs> I was um, on that last night! You were on that last night. My so, there was... There are a couple of, like, you know, ordinary people, silly ones. So, so Victoria was born in London in 1946, shortly after the end of World War II. Growing up, she often heard her parents recount tales of their experiences during the war. Shortly before her 10th birthday, she began menstruating and experiencing nightmares. I mean, don't we all? Before her 10th birthday? That's Yeah. In every dream, she was running through a burning house and she could hear a baby crying. (sighs) She desperately tried to find the baby, but always woke up screaming when she Mm. couldn't get to baby in time. For the next two decades, this dream would recur over and over. The dreams intensified after the birth of her first child. Concerned for her own mental health, she began to see a psychologist regularly. The psychologist thought the dreams might express a natural fear of losing her child, but could not explain why the dreams repeated for more than 20 years. Yeah, that's Victoria cool. turned to a friend who could read palms. After reading her palm, her friend recommended that she look into her own childhood. Discussing the situation with family and friends turned up no incident re- involving fire in Victoria's childhood. So she researched into where she lived as a child, but that also turned up nothing. After the birth of her second child, the dreams abated for a while, but they returned when both children were old enough to go to school. Hmm. Frustrated by the persistence of her dreams, Victoria began researching every possible answer. She read an article advertising past life regression in a magazine and called for an appointment. 
The regression was conducted by a licensed hypnotherapist and provided Victoria with her first real breakthrough. After several sessions, Victoria put the pieces together. In 1942, her name was Ellen, and she lived in a townhouse in London. She took care of her grandson and her husband. One night, German bombs began to fall on the city, and fire spread through their home. The The baby was upstairs when the fire broke out. Despite numerous attempts, she could not get the baby from downstairs. She passed away a year later, never having recovered from the loss of the infant. And then Victoria was born in 1946, just four short years later. Victoria eventually located a graveyard that she believed was the final resting place of Ellen and her grandson. She visits it regularly and leaves flowers for both of them. Since clarifying the memory, she has never had another dream about the fire. Wow. It's crazy. I found a quiz on BuzzFeed called, Which Old Hollywood Actress Were You in a Past Life Based on the Classic Films You Chose? Yes, who were you? um, So I'm choosing it now. Okay, choose a romantic film, and I picked Some Like It Hot. Classic. Choose a horror film, I picked Nosferatu. Great choice. Although the other options were also Psycho, Frankenstein, Dracula, King Kong, and Creature from the Black Lagoon. All good choices. All good choices. Choose a musical film, I picked Singing in the Rain. Choose a noir film. Ooh, let's do um, Sunset Boulevard. Choose a terrible Ed Wood film. <laughs> so Planet Nine from Outer Space, Briar the Monster, Jail Bait, Night of the Ghouls, Glenn or Glenda, and Sinister Urge. Let's pick Glenn or Glenda. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. I've, I've never seen any of those. Choose an Oscar winning film. All About Eve, It Happened One Night, Citizen Kane, The Apartment, To Kill a Mockingbird, or Cleopatra. I think I'm going to pick. It Happened One Night? I remember watching that. I love It Happened One Night. Yeah. But you do you. Uh, choose a Disney film. And these are like the, the, the classic Disney films. Not the creepy um, Allison. Pally. Yeah, so there's Peter Pan, Alice in Wonderland, Pinocchio, Snow White, Cinderella, and Sleeping Beauty. I'm going to pick the OG Snow White. Yeah. I got Vivian Lee. <gasps> Fame for her beauty, Lee was also a great actress and received two Oscars for her work. Gone with the Wind, She was bitch. Scarlett O'Hara in Gar- Gone with the Wind. Yeah, Okay, bitch. I am Scarlett O'Hara. All do right, you take, take this? this? Yeah, I for sure do. I have to you do something like a hot. Like I know. Something like a hot is such a good movie. I know. What horror film did you pick? Psycho. Psycho. I love yeah, Psycho. That's a good one. Um, ooh, I love Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. Yeah, that's a good one. Dial M for Murder is fucking for great. Murder. Dial, I did dial M for maple. Hey! <laughs> I did not like the big sleep. Mm. I found it to be a big sleep. I'm going to pick Bride of the Monster because that sounds great. <laughs> Bride of the Monster. I think I'm going to pick it Heaven one night. My second choice is Sleeping Beauty because of how stylistic it is. Mm-hmm. I really like the dog in Peter Pan. Yeah. I got Jane Mansfield. Awesome. I was known as Hollywood's smartest dumb blonde due to her, due her purported IQ of 163. Whew. Too many IQs. Mansfield <laughs> was the Kim Kardashian of her era. She was famous for her very voluptuous figure and her intense drive and talent for publicity. Well, we know from the other quiz that my ass won't quit, so this is appropriate. Your ass won't quit. It won't quit. My ass is like, quitting? I don't think so. So, listeners, who were you in a past life? We'll post all these quizzes. Yeah. Don't give the one quiz your real birth date. I, I genuinely believe that that chain letter motherfucker is trying to steal her information. <laughs> but you can give, like, a close to your real birthday. And so, yeah, email us at spoophour at gmail.com or tweet us at spoophour with mm-hmm. your results or, hey, you know, maybe your par- you told your parents when you were four about your past life. As a Chinese boy. As a little Chinese boy. Or maybe you have a weird birthmark that always kind of looked like someone burned you or like I saw a couple things that were talking about like some people with chronic foot problems it was because they had foot binding done to them (gasps) and things like that yeah Yeah. so like maybe if that's happened to you maybe you talk about it huh email spoophour at gmail.com shoot us a dm at spoophour on twitter instagram don't let people steal your social security number (laughs) yeah don't do it like take the quiz 
But, like, don't let them steal your social security number. Because if they steal your current life, what do you have? Nothing. Mother's maiden name, social security number, send it to spoonrg.com. Hey! Welcome to ShambleFest! I'm Jess. I'm Amber. And we are your one-stop weekly shop for news shambles. We're a weekly WTF and current events comedy podcast. We drop episodes every Monday morning. Tune in. Shamble on! Fair. If you don't know, Topsy the Elephant, Thomas Edison electrocuted her. Yeah. There's a great Bob's Burgers about it. There really is. It's really <laughs> creepy. He might electrocute me, but he's an electrocutie. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I really love that episode. Yeah, it's, I, it always creeps me out, but I also really appreciate everything about Bob's Burgers. It's the best. And part Chris, two of our sp- Sleep Hour series. <laughs> Yay! Sleep I hour. said Spoop Hour. No, but you said Sleep Hour. <laughs> <laughs> sleep Over! Damn it! Spoop Over! Spoop sleep over, Hour! Sleep Hour! <laughs> Rest forever. Anyway. Sleep forever.